Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, Welcome to another episode of Around the Way Curls. <clears throat> Internet, how are you doing? How's everything this week? You okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we're off. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm sitting with myself. I'm still sitting. I'm doing what you be telling me to do. And I'm sitting with myself. I'm feeling my feelings. And you know what? <clears throat> On Can't Afford Therapy, my other podcast that comes out every Wednesday. Oh, that's right. We incorporated and this is my idea, and I can't stand myself. We incorporated a feelings wheel in, at the top of every episode since we tend to talk about some kind of, not they're not always heavy, but they're, they're topics where you need to, I need to know where you're at today before we talk about them, right? We need to, I need to know where I'm at too. And I don't be knowing where I'm at. I look at the mm. feelings wheel like, how do I feel? Mm. And every week I'm like anxious, 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 anxious. It's just like a different iteration of anxiety hmm. um, or tired. And I'm. it's not even like I'm in a bad mood, but I think that I actually don't have the language or d- can't identify mm. what I, how I actually feel because I'm going. So with that said, I'm sitting with myself still high functioning, getting the shit out, showing up, doing the things. But I don't know if I know how I feel outside of when I feel lonely or sad. I know that. But I also think to myself, is that really what I'm feeling? Or is that just what I have the language for? Uh Is that what I, you know, attribute my whatever it is that I'm feeling? I go straight to that because that's what I understand. That's what the narrative in my head has been oh you feel like this it's because of x so i definitely need therapy and i'm not over here tripping i'm not over here you know well i should say i'm not over here tripping regularly (laughs) Um, (laughs) i am tripping it's just not 24 7 um but i don't know i think with all of the things all of the doing that I I've lost touch with how I feel. And there was, we talked about, we, well, we just, I don't know when it'll come out. So, but we just recorded an episode on the effects of cheating and being cheated on. And I remember my therapist at the time after I had been cheated on and was like devastated by this breakup in myself. I was devastated mostly with myself, but I remember her saying, you know, I kept ruminating, ruminating. And she was like, you have to try to be present. So I want you to practice this thing that when you find yourself going back to these same emotions, you know, these same feelings and you, and you have a hard time getting out of it. I want you to take a moment 
and maybe close your eyes and ask yourself, what are three things you smell? Mm. What are three things you feel? How do you, what, 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 what are the tastes in your mouth? You know, can you feel the breeze? Can, and, and I've been trying to do that and I'm out of touch with my senses as well. Mm. Because I don't know. I'll be like, I don't fucking know what I smell. What do I smell? What does my house smell like? I put on shea butter that I whip up and put fragrance in. How do I not smell something? Mm-hmm. And everybody else who comes in here is always like, oh, it smells so good or this. Or, and I, I've lost that. What do you feel? Like, do, you, do I feel the fan blowing on my skin right now? Do I feel this project heat pumping, even though it was 70 degrees a day? I don't, I don't know if I'm even like alive in that way right mm. now. Mm. And so that's a bit of cause for concern. But also Jasmine sent me, she, she's so fucking annoying. <laughs> she sends me a bunch of chaos. She never writes anything. It'll just be the meme or the clip or the video. And always sporadically placed in there is some shit that really hits. <laughs> That like she's basically saying, hi, this is you. All right, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And so there was this woman talking about the effects of depression on black women and how there's a study that was just done at NYU that has now proven that black women suffer from depression differently than women of other races. And by the end of it, she talks about how in, in most, you know, it's the typical things where black women feel shame around even having these kind of feelings because they have to do more. They have to this, they have to that. They're usually high functioning, all the things that I think many of us would guess. But then she was saying they're not present in their bodies enough to even feel pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, and on that same episode, we were talking with the freaking for therapy somehow, not on the same episode. Yes. The same episode. Somehow it came up that I haven't had a whole lot of pleasure with partners. And I was just like, oh, is that another, you know, barrier? So I'm doing a lot of like sitting with myself and trying to even feel whatever it is that I'm feeling and be able to voice that. But I'm thinking that you know, we're it not might... even have the expectation of having to voice it yet, right? Like just feeling the things. I feel it. I think I feel it. I don't feel the the being present. I feel this thing though. That's like woo, because again, language is not my thing. So all you get is woo, <laughs> right? That's what I'm feeling. That woo, the weight, or the whatever. But I don't. I don't. I I don't know. So I might need to take, I'm thinking I might need to take part of the summer off. I think I need to disappear. I think no podcasts. I think social media. No, I think just like a month of I'm out, I'm gone, delete the apps. I don't need to promote. And of course, of course we will um, record up front so that (laughs) they're not gone (laughs) because I can't handle it. The God, the, 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 just the artist, the master, Michaela Cole said, I dare you 
Visibility these days seems to somehow equate mm-hmm. to success. Do not be afraid to disappear uh-huh. yep. from it, from us for a while and see what comes to you in the silence. So I'm 100% like, girl, sit down. come back with a whole new face. You never know. (laughs) Shut. Oh, that is shady. (laughs) Sorry. Wow. (laughs) Still, I'm going to catch flack for that, but it's still, you know, kind of a comedy podcast sometimes. I feel you. No, that's my way to um, deflect. No, yeah. She's dead right. You've read it to me before. You've read it to us before. And and I really do want to shut up. I feel it. I really do want to shut up and I really do want to disappear for a while and see who I am and what I am when I get back and hopefully be better so that I can actually show up better in these roles, you know? Or not, girl. Or be like, I don't like these roles. This ain't me. Look but at Shanti yeah. trying to leave me already, y'all. No, I'm trying to see. I just want you to know, like, I think um, we got to know what we want. We got to know what we want and it takes a minute to figure out what it takes. What Miles say, it takes a minute to sound like yourself. Girl, like that's one while. of my favorite quotes. It takes a minute to know what the fuck you are, who you what are. What do you smell around you right now? Well, I have long COVID. So <laughs> <Gotta go. laughs> I'm hanging up. <laughs> you know, my smell. We, we, listen, we were gorilla style. In New York City, we went to the what's this what's that place called? Internet, so where we went and changed. We were oh, in Soho. Um, rent, rent, <laughs> restoration. Hardware. We went in restoration. It was me, Internet, and Amanda, just acting like we were high schoolers, changing together into the bathroom. All three of us walked into the bathroom <laughs> after an Asian girl pooped in it. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> and I did not did. smell it because I'm. And this is really weird. You and really didn't smell it. I'm gonna tell you something. Amanda was poop and pee. So upset. Poop and pee. Whatever those scents are, I can't smell them. Wow. My poop and pee. I'm sorry. I feel like that's different dangerous. Than it's ever that it's. I can smell a scent, but it's not the same as my pre-COVID poop and pee. <laughs> Maybe your so diet's it, different. Maybe it's no. It's 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 uh, it's long COVID. It is. Uh. I apologize for talking about that childish grow up, but I'm actually going to share even more childish things. I realized I have social media couples that I really like. I'm excited by and I cape for. I just saw that Tabria Majors is pregnant and I got choked up for her. I got wildly jealous and then very excited and choked up for her. You know I'm that's extreme. Black's good friend. Like he said, she's the nicest person she in the world. She seems it. She seems yeah. like she's really into her art form, mm-hmm. even though she like when she does her big every year thing. Like yes, she does her her Halloween know, stuff, her her influencer thing. But also, she seems really dedicated to something else that I I respect. I really like her, but she's pregnant. Yeah, and her part—they look like brother and sister. First of all. <laughs> they do. They're cute. They're I said, "That's cute. your baby daddy." Oh, they're so sweet. <laughs> Could be your cousin. I love them. I also love Deval and Kadeem. I don't know. Love them. I'm obsessed Send me them. with them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send it to you. They're from Brooklyn. They have four boys. They can't have a girl for the life of them. 
Uh-huh. And I just am so excited by their relationship. And a lot of, they catch a lot of flack for like being, you know, gender roles and like he's a man, you know, they follow this strict gender roles, which I think they resent. But I love their performance of their relationship that they share with us. I don't know what it's like behind closed doors, but I genuinely fuck with them. And I also, I wasn't a believer, but I love Tabitha. Tab used to get on my nerves. You tripping. I am obsessed with Tab. I am rooting for Tab. I want, I just. Well, that's a hot take. Tab, Tabitha Brown used to get on your nerves? Something about, yeah, something about her, like, I was Talking like, Talking to the camera and stuff? No, it was, I don't, mm, I ain't going to go there. But I'm oh. not a fan of her recipes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm her. <laughs> God. I'm not the biggest fan of her recipes. You tried it, but you I tried watch the carrot bacon. I don't. I don't. I just like to watch her eat things. But I'll be like, girl, if you don't stop putting, I know she just put yeast, soy sauce, garlic, and onion powder yeast. on everything. Nutritional yeast. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, or some yeast. um, what's the thing that That's vegans, all the put vegans on eggs? Got. Salt, black salt, which tastes like eggs. I'd be like, girl, now, (laughs) she's just a black woman. That's what you put on everything. It is not that groundbreaking, but I'm I'm, I'm Mm. sorry that I hated on her. Now, I hate to say that I have no love for Christy Sarah. Who are, like... People How much know. time you know you who Christy Sarah no, is? No, I don't. Yes, you have. She, they're a light skinned couple. You have seen their videos. It's a light skinned couple, and she has a really beautiful couple. Beautiful. Her husband has a very distinctive laugh. Like he is half the reason that she has all the followers that she has because he has this. You cannot listen to him laugh and not laugh. Christy's. Sarah. You've seen their stuff before, but I cannot get into them for the life of me. I will look at their videos. You're really will... watching Instagram like a TV show. <laughs> you Do you hear yourself? I have a problem. I'm invested in these people. I'm invested in a tag. Oh, I've seen I... her. She makes the cakes. She makes the food that's actually cake. Does she make them? Bitch, you missing the main point about her, I no, think. No, she don't make Is that. Is that her? No. No, she don't make the cake. She just she just um has little skits. That's part of her. Oh, content. I thought she makes food that Mm-mm, looks that like girl don't be cooking. She just be or makes cake content. that looks like food. No, who does that? I think that's cool. And she always brings her husband the plate, and he cuts into it, and it's not. It looks like a steak, but it's not actually Christy cake. Stealing that other lady's content. See, that's why I knew what it was. That's what it was. Some about Christy Sarah <laughs> and their light skin love. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, know if I'm even saying the right thing. I thought it was her, but I could have made that up. Shout out to her. She's 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 big time. But um, I don't know why I can get. Yeah, there. look, I, she doing it right now. Look, she don't make them though. That's girl. She bacon. Buy them. She don't she buys make it. it. Yeah, and, and he, he screams the way he laughs. I just anyway. want them to have other things in their house besides cake. Uh, gray. Girl, and I think that's what it is. It's the cold. I'm like, <laughs> bitch, are you fucking, um, what's Batman's real name? Bruce Wayne. Name? Bruce Wayne? Why are you living in this cold, big, tall house? It's your Bruce Wayne house. I don't like those kind of houses. Yeah, we really hate him because we live in I these know. boxes. And I, and I apologize because I know that she's probably going to hear about this and then blacklist us in the influencer world. So, Christy, I apologize. 
I'm not aligned with this at all. Oh, good. Good job. Good work by you, Internet. <laughs> Jasmine, like half these videos. <laughs> I love it. She's mega. She's big time. All right. Last thing I oh. want to say. <clears throat> this is a word of inspiration for y'all. Somehow I got into a rabbit hole on um, YouTube. You a rabbit hole? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I ended up stumbling upon Cody of the sweet life of Cody and Zach. Do you remember that on Nickelodeon? It was two twins that lived in a hotel. Nickelodeon? I was poor. I didn't either, child. But so how do you I, know it? Because I remember having a crush on these little twin boys. Oh, let me I don't look know why, up. but I remember I had a crush on these white boys. They were Nickelodeon child stars. Cody. And it's come out as of recently that they were raised by a narcissistic mother. She put them in show business and lived vicariously through them and was quite abusive to them um, to the point that DHS had to come take them out. And the girl, get off that phone. You were in a I'm, hole. I'm oh, looking, looking at Cody and Zach, but Cody, Cody and Zach, Zach were also in other things. And childhood stars. You know, they, they did the thing. They did the whole Nickelodeon trajectory thing. Disney thing. They were Disney, not Nickelodeon. Forgive me. They were Disney kids, which is a different beast. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it came to a point that they were taken from their mother, their abusive mother, and were put in custody of their father. And mm. apparently they've, Cody, I don't know what Zach's up to, but have been recovering from growing up in the spotlight, all the pressure, not having a childhood, yada, yada, yada. So he had an interview on YouTube with Diary of a CEO, which is a popular UK YouTube channel. And so the guy's interviewing Cody. Cody's about 30 something years old, maybe 30, 33 years old. And the guy is wanting to get the tea. So he goes, well, Cody, why did you, what was happening to you that DHS did come and take you from your mother? And so he wanted Cody to talk in detail about what happened to him. And Cody said, no. He said, I choose not to go into the details of my abuse. I choose mm. not to relive that part of me. That's not who I am anymore. And he says something that really fucked me up. Damn, what did he say? Girl, you were telling that I was into it. Oh, he said, my wounds are not my identity. And I said, white bug Cody, me having a mother, this, me shitting on my mom this week on the podcast. So much of up. her identity is around wounds and so much of my own identity and, um, reopening of the wounds rehashing me thinking you know i am at fault or i'm incompetent in this thing da 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 da, da is all attached to wounds and i was so impressed and loved him not allowing his identity mm. to be about the pain that he endured and not sitting there with somebody and milking that cow and even the ego stroke of him like getting over it and doing his healing thing. He was like, I am the wisdom that comes from those wounds and the, and the um, experience that comes from those wounds, but I'm not that. And I'm not, mm. you're not going to do that to me. So shout out to Cody and offering me That's a therapy breakthrough. I said, no, that boy has definitely been in therapy. Yeah. You could hear He's, that. He is really self-aware, eloquent, 
I I suggest you guys go all watch it. But shout out to Cody of the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, uh, who I had a shout crush out on. to him. Well, I think it's about that time. Let's get into. I ain't even gonna say it's my favorite because I never really know what's gonna happen with these goddamn voicemails these days. <laughs> but let's get into some voicemails, some callers. Um, first up, Shanti, I know that you have a rule now that if someone gets cut off, if they go past that three minute mark now, that it's over. It's over. You're done. I would like to say this caller called and then they did not go past three minutes. Then they had to call back again because they wanted to finish their thought. A word. Acceptable? Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Oh. Ready? Hey, Shanti and Antoinette. Happy Wednesday to y'all. I hope that y'all are having an amazing week. I just want to say y'all got me sitting in here um, at the laundromat, crying in my car as I pretend to work from home and sneak away to do laundry. Um, and listening to episode 244, Questionnaire to Oneself featuring Nana. Shout out to Nana. Um, losing community. I, I feel so seen in this moment, in that conversation, um, cause that's what I'm really struggling with right now, expressing my true, authentic self and being afraid that when I do that, that I am going to lose those who have been around or those who um, have helped shape and validate me. And Tanti, you said it earlier in the episode, I really, I, I need to try to stop trying to find validation in other people and just be content and happy in, in, in the decisions that I'm making for myself. But I, I, it, what you said, we have been so conditioned to put fear of what other people think or what other people are going to do and so on and so forth above our own, what makes me feel good? What's going to make me smile? Does following what what my own flow is and how my energy just allows me to do certain things, why is that a problem? Um, and I just thank y'all so much for just being real and having these conversations and allowing for y'all ghetto friends that y'all don't know, like myself, um, to join in and tap in any conversations because I – I'm I'm not going to cry on this voicemail, but I just, I thank y'all. I feel seen. I feel heard. And I want to get this healing. And I, I thank y'all for being a healing space and being a place where I feel like I can be vulnerable and I can express what I need to express when I need to express it and, and not feel judged. Now, I do need to work on the fact that I have these conversations with Charlie. I not respond to that because that's <laughs> what a good old podcast does. But um, I just want to say thank y'all. I see y'all. Keep shining. Keep flowing. And know that y'all are walking in your purpose. Mm. Bye. Call back. Me again. I also just want to say thank you for putting words to to what it feels like to feel alone or feel like you're going to be alone. Um, I, I've really struggled with this as a person and, um, 
if Nana spoke on, like, I'm a single woman. I'm a, I'm, I'm a black trans woman living in St. Louis, Missouri. That is not easy <laughs> by any means, but it's also, it's my reality. And I, there are things that in my life I am really good at overcoming and, and doing. Um, and my community is very small. And when Nana said that, you know, she were to fall in her apartment, she wouldn't know, you know, how many days it would take for someone to know that something happened to her. And I think about that for myself because there are days when I, I can go days without speaking to people or people know I won't answer my phone and they'll assume everything is okay. But, like, how – I don't know, girl. That that's just – my mind is, is blown. Um but I thank y'all for expressing feeling like you're going to lose community when you 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 want to just express yourself. I feel like I've been in a box for so long this year, and particularly, and into the last later last, uh, Q4 of last year, um, of really as I figure out who I am and I accept my trans identity and I accept who I am as a person. Um, dealing with the people around me and, and, and realizing that like I, what I thought was community is not community because I've grown and I've matured and I've experienced things in my life that those around me and those who've been connected with me don't fully understand. And part of it's my own fault because I don't know how to open my mouth and say, hey, well, this is my experience and this is what it is and this is it. Um, I thank y'all. Just thank you for allowing me to just go down this rabbit hole and really think about this today. I'm not going to get a lot of work done on this bird from home day, but, you know, maybe that was what spirit needed me to do. I needed to reflect as, you know, I'm working on some relocation things. And I just thank you, Queen. Bye. Yeah, that was a, <clears throat> that was a beautiful response because I felt, kind of nervous and vulnerable in that episode I think both Nana and I did and didn't quite feel like how I was really feeling was being um, expressed or translated so I guess when you show up as your the best your best authentic self the best that you can do you have no it's it then is out of your hands and becomes none of your business on what that um can do for others. I think that's what just came to me and in, in listening to uh, your response to that. And it, again, it's a journey. It takes a long time, but I also think, I hope I have faith that in us listening to ourselves and in us trusting ourselves, um, the unfoldment and the things that we need and the things that we want come to us more easily. There's more ease in life. And I, I just wish you more ease. Um, and yeah, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your appreciation because that helps, helps me. Thank you, sis. All right, next up. I have a helicopter in the back. Can you hear that? Monty, no. I apologize. That is going to be annoying. I live in 
Philadelphia. Listen, it's nothing we could do about the elements. We're recording in the <coughs> elements. Folks got to understand it is we're doing the best we can. Um, Amanti, don't stress over trying to get all that out. It is what it is. All right. Hi, my name is Anna, um, and I am calling because I've been a longtime listener of Around the Way Curls, and I value your guys' opinions all the time. Um, I see you guys as my besties, uh, my internet besties. Anyways, I'm calling because I've been a uh, trigger warning, I guess I should say. I've been dealing with and healing a lot of the sexual abuse that I experienced as a kid and as a young adult. Um, and I wanted to ask Antoinette how she approaches shame and how she lets herself have a human experience when she does something shameful or without shame. Um, it's been triggering me like crazy, and for some reason it keeps coming up in conversations, and I get so easily flustered and later on I'm like oh why did I say that why did I do that I don't let myself experience the shame I'm like I need to figure out a way to alter myself later on so that I never make that mistake again Mm. and I hate it I wish that I could be more allow myself to be more human um yeah any of your advice would be great bye love you guys I have no advice I (laughs) I'm so sorry I gotta keep it on it Go. You gotta go. You gotta ask somebody. I am not good with shame. I am not good with not being perfect. I think that's why I take things so personally when I do get um when I do either make a mistake or receive feedback that feels that can feel like a very personal attack. Sometimes they are, or when I feel victimized, whatever it is. Shame is me and shame are still skipping down the street together. And I, even hearing you say like, um, experience the, uh, that you want to experience the shame so you can figure out how to alter yourself. Like, I don't know if we should be experiencing a whole lot of shame. I, I don't know if that's the, I know that we're always like, feel how you feel. But like shame, I think maybe we observe that and be like, mm, I feel sh- I feel shame here. Um, why, why do I? What is that rooted in? Mm. And um, what is that saying about how I, you know, feel about myself? I, I wish I had a better reason. Shanti. Maybe you do, but I, I'm I still very much working through that, especially with shame is something you learn when you're sexually abused. Mm-hmm. You hide. I don't I don't so. have the context or the experience of shame through right. sexual abuse. But I think what you said in observing it first and not identifying immediately with it and getting to the root of just like what you said, what what narrative is that supporting about mm-hmm. yourself? And then doing the gentle, kind, compassionate work of uprooting that root and re- creating a new narrative around yourself um, versus trying to immediately change yourself and avoid never, you know, experiencing shame again or 
or making a never mistake. Ma- having error again, mm-hmm. which is just that's just not possible. So I, I I would imagine it's around how you talk to yourself first. You know, I think shame is like you we're worried about what other people are thinking about ourselves or projecting what we think about ourselves onto our worry of what other people are thinking about us. Um, rather than like being aware and then compassionately responsible for how we can change that narrative and that's a lifetime child yeah that is a lifetime i think i think that's great the the only thing i'm going to add to that is that for me personally the i i'm realizing that i can only work on a couple things at a time with myself mm-hmm. and so the shame that i'm trying to get through is a shame that I have around my body mm-hmm. and I know that that stems from just learning to be shameful when it comes to my body to as a young person for so many reasons some having to do with sexual abuse some not so when it's a learned behavior so young it's a hard thing to break and it mm-hmm. shows up in mm-hmm. a lot of different areas mm-hmm. um but I, I'm not lying when I say I think therapy is a great way to also work through that. But definitely how you talk to yourself is really important. Um, so thank you for sharing that. All right. One more. Listen, this is Letitia in Texas. And before the clock strikes 12 here, I had to call y'all about this episode for Monday. Um, Me and my son went to go see Creed 3 tonight. And I could not concentrate. My, My attention kept on going in and out because I kept on referring back to this episode. And all I could hear is just Antoinette talk about Michael B and how corny he is and (laughs) in my mind I'm just envisioning her saying corny niggas unite you know like how the Power Rangers and stuff do or whatever but no for real um I need to know a more in-depth definition of the corniness because are we talking like the same level of corniness that everybody say um, Sierra husband is Russell Wilson. Because if that's the level of corniness that we are referring to, I'm going to choose Michael B. And then it's going to be Jonathan Majors second. Okay, we know Michael B. is not, you know, he he's not the um the swaggy kind of you know debonair you know we know, we know that's not him but he has a certain book smart about him like intelligence about him that i find very attractive so if we're talking like a appetizer of corniness i can deal with that but I can't take like a whole entree of corniness. Next thing, this thing about pumping the gas. Oh my god. Um, yeah, pump my gas. My my boyfriend pumps my gas 
when I'm in his presence. I have a son. My son pumps my gas when I need gas. Um, I, 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 my, my love language is acts of service. So I appreciate anytime somebody pumps my gas for me. Now, am I going to let my car run out of gas waiting on somebody to pump my gas for me? No, but it's an act of service to me. So, yes, please pump my gas. And I also. She got cut off and didn't call back. <laughs> Listen, I'm so happy this happened. You want to know why? Why? Because I distinctly remember during that episode me saying I'm revisiting and I'm not in agreement anymore that he is corny. And you were the one. For like, real? nah, that's just how you don't have to understand it and i was sitting there like you know his thing with jonathan majors is making me you mentioned the drake lyric you said that you were on the fence about him being corny but that you were more swayed to him being like you were actually realizing yeah this nigga might be corny and you referenced his drake him saying that drake was the greatest rapper and you were like and yes i i get i'm i'm 10 toes down but it's Antoinette. It's Antoinette. She Antoinette distracted she this woman in the movie. No, no, no. I know. Was, um, it's it's fine. It's fine. Is, it's fine. It's fine. I is, swear to God, it is. I swear to God, it's fine. Is it? It is. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it's just like whatever. Listen, I actually I don't think she was coming. I don't for think you. Russell Wilson is corny at all. I think this whole conversation is corny. I think Michael B. Jordan. I actually think that he was, or know that he was a fuck boy at a time, and that was corny. He might be growing out of that, and I'm, I'm rude for him. I, I think he's a great director. I don't think he's the greatest actor, but I'm fucking rooting for him, and I don't think he's not debonair. I think he absolutely is. I think he's absolutely smart and talented, and so the corny thing, him saying Drake was the greatest rapper of all time was just wild. Import taste. What the fuck are you talking about? Also... The clip that we played of him, that was a spoof of him doing the rap thing with the white girl. Like, it's just an easy thing to talk about was it and a make spoof? fun of. Yes, it was. It was a spoof. Even somebody called about it. It was a spoof. I, that was like a skit. Listen, well, I, I'm Shanti Mayers. You can put down this on, on me. This. You can quote me. You can put it on me, not on the internet. I think that he is corny. I don't Whoa. think that. I think he's a different kind of corny than Russell. I don't think Russell. I think that he is. um, I think he is performative of a nice guy, but he's not. Mm. And he feels like he doesn't have much of a um, sub. I don't know. There's something about his personality that feels like hollow or weird or just not there or he's doing what he thinks he should be doing. I just think he's corny. I didn't say that means he's a bad actor. He doesn't deserve success or he's unattractive. Sure. Good. But he's corny to me. I don't care. I that's think you me. You grow out of what you're talking about, though. I, 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 I think whatever. that's how I define corny. Of course, too, he's like. not he's not stuck in it, but there's different type of. Russell, Russell uh, is corny, but it corny's not necessarily bad either. Right, I will wipe corny niggas out. I, I, I would, I would get. <laughs> listen, I'm corny. Corny and bad. 
Russell, I'd Russell. be more than happy to be in a relationship yes, with that Russell. Could be his corny okay, ass. go ahead. I I'd like rather Russell. somebody be corny than cool all the fucking time. Oh, too fucking cool. Too I'm good. Cool. The other thing, I don't want to hear nothing else about this gas. All right, Girl, we done with the you, gas. You, I swear to God, don't bring up going. the gas no more, y'all. All right. <laughs> I, I just, I get it. Also, something else that somebody pointed out to me. Who told me that? Maybe it was Black who has said that um, we were having a conversation about it because I've i never been in the car with him in my car. But I was like, would you pop my gas? And he was like, what are you talking about? And so I went through the whole thing with him. And he said, well, you got to understand that gas stations back in the day was like, especially down south they were dangerous like that's where you got got they you got still your cars fucking dangerous right and they're still dangerous he was like so that's why men would pump gas because it's like you know you got to make sure it's dirty are... <laughs> look at you that is dangerous at... like... we're 40 minutes in we need to take a break anyway <laughs> michael b jordan i think is growing out of whatever that fuck boy thing that he had mm-hmm. on him that i mm-hmm. personally know about and that's where this is coming from for me but I'm. I think everybody else says he's nice. Jasmine said he you is the nicest. You can be nice person. and corny. He doesn't take a rate. Like uh, you guys are thinking, you, to be corny, you have to be like I pariah think that we or something to stay away from. Differently, yeah. I think that our corny, like yeah. a bad corny, is like boosie. Boosie corny is shit to me, and it's like a gross yeah. corny. Like, right. oh, please good. be silenced. Good. Have good, a seat. Good. Go. Mm-hmm. Just go meditate. Uh huh. Even though Boosie be saying some real then shit there's sometimes. there's common corny. Boy, that's your beef. That's not my beef. <laughs> Don't call up here right talking there. about... I was listening to Common's old music and I couldn't concentrate because Antoinette said Common was corny. Oh, God, girl, stop. Shut be up. Quiet. Shut be up. Quiet, Just girl. go watch the movie. Eat your fucking popcorn and shut up. Anyway, <laughs> no, thank you for calling. I hope we clarified that. Let's take a break. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. It just seems that every single time. It's okay. okay. It just seems like. like, Did I say? I'm glad that we got this on recording. I think I'm glad. It's okay though. It's okay. Like, wait. I could have swore. I remember you saying like, and I don't have to justify it. I was cracking up. That's why I'm like, what? Why did I mess your movie up? I'm sorry. She ain't saying you messed the movie up. Listen, my blood is with me. I'm sensitive, and I have shame. That lady was just, just. Just teasing. I know. All right. Let's take a break. After these messages, we'll be right back. You sound like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, 
you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Candy from Escape. You sound like Jasmine. <laughs> no, you sound more like Candy. <laughs> Boop. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we're back. And, you know, last week we had Dear Dar come on from Bonanonas. And that really had me thinking. This next week we're going to have Joelle come on. And we're going to have two, basically we're going to have two men that are in practice of alternative relationship styles, whether they be polyamory, open relationship, all that jazz. And I, I really feel like Girl, who is we needed you a foundational. Can I ask a question real fast? I'm so what? sorry. Who is Joel? You didn't really set that up. You just Well, said... I will, we'll find out next week. We okay. got another man coming on okay. who's going to continue this conversation around okay. polyamory and um, having different relational dynamics mm -hmm. and I feel like Dar was a great introduction but both of these men follow or, or maybe I don't know if they follow religiously but they have an understanding of what relationship anarchy is and anarchy in general contrary to um the um definition that's often given of like complete chaos it's very much a political philosophy and wikipedia says 
Anarchism is a political philosophy and movement that is skeptical of all justifications for authority and seeks to abolish the institution it claims maintain unnecessary coercion and hierarchy, typically including, though not necessarily limited to, governments, nations, states, and capitalism. And so this idea of abolishing all of these constructions and conditions can also be applied to relationships. And so I've been wanting to, I wanted to share with all of the Around the Way Curls community this foundation so that, one, we can have deeper conversations, hopefully, with Joelle that comes in. And I also wanted to have folks write in some questions preferred over um, you guys calling sending emails once we get more groundwork on, on what this is all about we can ask some questions because I have a lot of questions and I feel like for myself from my my personal point of view y'all I guess are getting a sense of my my politics I fuck it I'm getting a sense of my politics and I think for a very long time or I, I'm examining myself now in that I feel like I should accept and lean towards these alternative um, possibilities that like automatically, if it's, if it's breaking the establishment, if it is um, helping us dismantle gender norms and our conditions of uh, what our, our preconceived conditions of what sexuality is, which are often governed and founded in patriarchy and capitalism, all these things like, oh, you, you know, of course it's cool. Of course it's good. And I don't think I'm about that shit no more so much <laughs> right now. <laughs> if yeah. I'm going to be completely honest, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be honest. I think what I, I'm, I'm in a place of honoring um, consciousness Right. If you are to if you are following and believing in any part of your life in an unconscious, unintentional way, I think that that's dangerous. And that can go for you being polyamorous or you feeling like your role is to be a wife and, you know, get married, have kids and your man should always fucking pump your gas and pay your bills. <laughs> if you're doing that in a way where you're not conscious and intentional of it, I think it's dangerous. So I, I've become more aware of the ways in my left leaning, if we had to name it, very far left leanings of like, girl, do you really feel that way? Do you, do, is that what you really want? And is that what's really going to work for um, your, your life and your desires? And so, in learning that we were going to have these conversations with these men, I came up, or I, I think Joelle brought up the suggested it. manifesto or the the, um, the the philosophy of relationship anarchy. Mm -hmm. And so I did some research and I found this manifesto and I listened to some podcasts about it. And I wanted to share this manifesto with you guys because I think... And I may be making a great assumption, but I think this is the foundation from which polyamory um, 
rests on what and is, is relationship is anarchy though first can you because you so explain it is the, okay it is the idea similarly to this anarchy it's the idea of breaking through these norms these established norms that we have the idea that your partner your romantic partner ends up and your family your nuclear family ends up taking um is is valued and it has a higher is is on a hierarchy is the highest mm-hmm. thing that needs to be protected if you have a husband he comes first then it's your f- kids then it's your friends and it's your extended family and then it's your extended community um the idea that monogamy is it and it's the way that you go and that's what wor- the, the the model that you follow and that's what works for you and any other deviance if you deviate from that then you are like well, bad. There's or... some polygamists who do follow relationship anarchy, where they have a primary partner, a secondary partner. Well, uh, I don't poly- know the word. Just so you. Paul, I think polyamory is the flower that grows from relationship anarchy. Like this is the found. These are the values of like you. This is the philosophy in which polyamory open relationships. And I mean, people can have head of, you know, normal marriages that are based in this as well. It doesn't have to be only around an, a polyamorous, more than one kind of partnership. You know, it's not like relationship anarchy, polyamory, open relationship. It's not like a, no, a type. I, that's Yeah, I think that. OK, I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Relationship anarchy exists in all of the things. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. OK. A- absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And so this is the manifesto that I wanted to share with you and um, consider some of these things. And so the manifesto, I believe, was created in 2016. Again, I don't think that it is the source of polyamory, but it is it is a, a school of thinking and value that a lot of people like fuck with now, but it's fairly recent. This manifesto is fairly recent versus the practice and the theory existed way before this manifesto it was written by andy nordgren i feel like he's from iceland um very short and sweet i'll read it off and then we can go and break down our interpretations and our feelings around it so number one love is abundant and every relationship is unique number two love and respect instead of entitlement number three Find your core set of relationship values. Number four, heterosexism is rampant and out there, but don't let fear lead you. Number five, build for the lovely unexpected. Number six, fake it till you make it. Number seven, trust is better. Number eight, change through communication. And number nine, customize your commitments. And so... And listening to podcasts and breaking down what this all means, there are some things that make common sense to me, but there are also some things that feel completely um, completely different from the way that I live my life and perhaps the way that I want to live my life. So number one, love is abundant and every relationship is unique it's the idea that you have the capacity to love more than one person and one relationship and love for that person doesn't diminish the love that you have for another it 
definitely um, conflicts or rub goes against, I think, our idea of scarcity. I think just in America and capitalism, we often just move from a place of scarcity. So the idea of like, oh, you can't have more than one best friend. You, if you're, you know, if you are partnered and it's like, you have to put your partner's needs before your best friend's needs or the idea that um, a married relationship is better than perhaps a, you know, uh, non-married, you're just in a relationship, you've just been dating for like two months. This idea that there's no rank, there's no hierarchy, and there's no limit to the amount of love that can be experienced and shared in all of your relationship dynamics and that each relationship is unique so that you don't have to do a role or perform this thing of, yeah, this performance of this is what friendship is, this is how you show up as a friend, a wife, a husband, a mother, a cousin, a neighbor. What do you think about that? I think that reading it, it, I understand what they're saying. I don't know how I feel about it in practice, how my mind would wrap around it. I think that we have, I, I have to think about it. I mean, I think that we have these, <clears throat> I think we have these hierarchies um, in place so that we can understand how to function within the society that we live in, obviously, right? It's like, okay, if you are my husband, there's a certain, there's certain expectations of me now. And, and I know how to show up. And I think what we're moving away from is what society's expectations of you are and, and more so what your expectations and needs are for each other. Um, I, I, I get it in practice though, like every relationship it's so I will say this, every relationship is unique. I believe that love is abundant. I used to get in a lot of trouble in a relationship because my partner would always say, you love every fucking body. What's the difference between you loving me and mm. you loving this person? Mm. Like I just get to fuck you. That's what Seriously? literally he would say that. Oh, right? wow. And so, wow, um, that was confusing to me because I'm like, wait, in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, I do love these people. I, but the way that I show up for you is completely different. Mm -hmm. And the amount of time and energy and care, um, and also the prior prioritization of you, of your needs um, and so for me, I do think love is abundant. I do feel that you can love multiple people. Just my way of being, there is a prioritization though. Um, because I try to do that to, for too many people at once. And I, and I actually, you can't like, there's not, I, I physically, emotionally can't. So if there's a moment where, you know, my 
lover needs me. My mom needs me. My dad needs me. My sister needs me. You know, like all of these folks that are high ranking, <laughs> it's like, how do you figure out how to, how, how do you navigate that? And, and And really it's like, you have to be honest with, they, you have to first know how they need love and then you have to be honest about what you can offer. But there are decisions to be made about where your love and energy and time is going to go. And so I just feel like innately there's hierarchy, sadly. But I do, I believe that love is abundant, but there can still be a hierarchy in terms of prioritization of making sure folks get the care and love that they need from me. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. I, I feel what you're saying. I, I guess in the example that you're giving though, um, the, the priority not being about the, the position of the person in your life versus the need that they need from you in that moment. Like if four, five people need you of those people that you mentioned and one person's need is dire versus another person I think that's the decision that's made versus like oh it's my partner like he comes first or it's my mom and like she she comes first oh absolutely it's gonna shift it's gonna yeah it's absolutely gonna shift but so it's the people who I who I love outside of that circle are yeah, it, they're I guess, outside of that circle, though. They're like they are the last on the on the. They're not last now. If their needs were dire, I would I would ask for my circle. You know that those very those people who are high priority to me, that I'm like if they if they needed a kidney, they gonna get it. Then yes, like I would ask for them to understand and hope that they would like. Yo, my friend is down and out. I gotta go. I gotta be there. I gotta whatever. Um. I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I think that's a great point. It's definitely, it's it again. And and what if it's not dire? What if it's just, you're just spreading fucking love? Then it's much easier. I think it only gets complicated when again, scarcity, maybe there's, there's scarcity of time, scarcity of energy when needs need to be met or, you know, if it came down to it, and you was on your last dollar, I would expect you to feed Joe before you feed me. There's no questions asked. There's a hierarchy there. There's it would be insane for it not to be that. I guess it's um I guess it's the conditioning though of always to come from this space of scarcity mm-hmm. versus this other space of it actually being more possibility that you we do have time to to share and resources to share and that I again I think in this idea of primary partners in heterosexual relationships your the way that you form your life um and your expectations from I mean Esther Perel talks about it all the time. You find this partner and we want everything mm-hmm. from this person. And now that I don't think is real. Yeah. But it comes from like a hierarchy. If we're not, if we're, it, it I think it's deeply seated in that is the 
expectation that we have from a primary partner that they're supposed to give to us what community can give because it's not we're not conditioned to expect it or to live our our lives in a way that that's that's what we're doing because energetically logistically your time would have to be spent with the the meals the the way you live your life would have to be far more community um, centered and not just like, oh, I'm gonna go see my girlfriends on the weekend yeah, to, to get so many needs met. It actually logistically would have to be a lot of your time would be shared. I and it wouldn't mean I, that another person is I being don't know if I identify um, with in that, lack. Though. I don't know if I identify with we that, don't. though. No, no, no. I don't know if I identify with what you're saying in terms of that's how I feel because I haven't had that that often so my relationships are very like spread out and are based in community like I you see what I'm saying like it it mm -hmm. is like I have Jade I have like I have so mm -hmm. many different circles that I spend time with and that I spend time in and so I think in that relationship the thing that that partner of mine struggled with was the fact that I there were things that I could get and give to you all that were completely different than what I could get and give to him. And he was in conflict and about he the hierarchy. couldn't understand yeah. that. And yeah. I was just like, well, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Every relationship is unique. So and that, the time that you're giving to another person is not a, does not put you in deficit because no, there is no deficit. It's just, it's just different. The hierarchy yeah. point is when I'm because I, I understand like I don't want to approach it from only a place of lack and scarcity, but I will say that's when the the kind of theory gets a little debunked where I would be remiss not to bring it up is like, well, if there is a lack, because in the society that we live in, like and we'll get into this when we talk to Joelle, but even even in a lot of polyamorous relationships, there's still a primary partner. There's still somebody you live with. There's still somebody on your insurance. There's still somebody you got kids with that you pay bills with. Like, there's still like it gets more time and resources because because it's a, of the, it, that's why I'm saying fun, it's not the a, way that yeah. our society is shaped. It's I get it, but in practice, mm -hmm. it's I don't know. I don't know if it works within the <clears throat> confines in which we live. Number two, love and respect instead of entitlement. Deciding to not base a relationship on a foundation of entitlement is about respecting others' independence and self-determination. Your feelings for a person or your history together does not make you entitled to command and control a partner to comply with what is considered normal to do in a relationship. Rather than looking for compromises in every situation, let loved ones choose paths that keep their integrity intact without letting this mean a crisis for the relationship. Staying away from entitlement and demands is the only way to be sure that you are in a relationship that is truly mutual. Love is not more real when people compromise for each other because it's part of what's expected. Woo! Ha! <laughs> wow. That the that, fuck they you mean say, you don't want to do that? That the fuck you mean you don't I, think you should pump my gas? I'm nigga? the worst. What? I'm the worst because that didn't mean this shit is, to me. There was no wow moment for me in that. It, uh, really, I'm I'm listening to that and I'm just like, but isn't isn't the whole thing that you talk about what your needs are and then the person 
decide that they're honest about whether or not they can fulfill yeah, them. That's what they, that, how is that against that? But how is that not compromise? How is that not like you're sitting well, if the there? The person says, I don't, I can't meet those needs. Well, like that, it's more about the autonomy and the integrity of the person versus the, just because we're honest about what our needs are. If it's not in alignment with what the person can give, does that then mean that the relationship is over? Does it mean that, does it mean it like it demands the this is. other person to, to, to deter from what their internal guide is? No, it depends I, on listen, what the, listen, it girl, depends on what the need is. If you, if I am telling you that there is a need that I have in order to be loved, then maybe we don't belong together. Doesn't mean I don't love you in order to be in relationship but doesn't it open up for the possibility that you can be with that? If love is on abundant, what the need is well. If the love, if the <laughs> love is ab- abundant, right, and everybody has their own autonomy and can make their own decisions. If you have a need and you say, "I need this to be met," and the other person says, "I, I." cannot do that but i still want to be in relationship with you then comes then it opens up the door for or it opens up the door for that need to be met by other people or in other oh see to me that's the compromise the ways that so maybe it's the maybe it's the language just fucking me up it if i have a need let's let's use sex because that's obviously the easiest one if i have a sexual need that a partner is just like absolutely not no never but i really need that then that's where i think you sit down and you start well what are the possibilities well, here what's the right. co- so that is compromise to me it's not i'm going to compromise and you have to do it sometimes sure. it's not that it's sure it's that, to me, that is the compromise. So I'm just like, well, no, there is room for compromise in relationship. And hopefully a lot of it's happening. Uh, to me, and the compromise guess, is the possibility. Which, but I guess in um, in normal relationships, right? Which is in the, in the box of a nuclear family, a man and wife monogamy, that means that person has to offer that to you or it's a deal breaker, or they have to compromise in a way in which their integrity isn't intact. So this is the... Oh, we're talking about this in terms of monogamy. This list of things Uh is is an offering to... for a relationship um, alternatives. Because I don't know in a nuclear married monogamous relationship if the person can't give you what you need often it's a deal breaker or somebody's integrity has to be compromised in the knee in the name of compromise you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so this is like actually we're autonomous i can still be with you we can still be in relationship but nobody's integrity has to be compromised and I'm giving you the space to go get your, your needs also are important and you can go get them met without the relationship crumbling, which automatically means that it breaks the, um, the norms of what a monogamous relationship yeah, is. I, I which think that makes sense. I also would like to reserve space for the person who's like, no, I don't, I would like X, Y, and I want Z it from needs you. to be yeah. met 
by, by this by the person who plays this role in my life. Ex- absolutely. Again, so, it's all about your conscious intention and your desires. <laughs> yeah. This may sound good, but also no, I want this to always be from my 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 needs need to be met by from my, the person from I husband. live with. This is what I'm looking for. Or from my best friend, this is what I'm looking for. From the person that I go, you Girl. know, on vacations with, this is these are my needs. And that is a beautiful intro intro to find your core set of relationship values. This, yeah, I feel like should be number one. This is where I am fucked up and where <laughs> I need to start. Find your core set of relationship values. How do you wish to be treated by others? What are your basic boundaries and expectations on all relationships? What kind of people would you like to spend your life with and how would you like your relationships to work? Find your core set of values and use it for all your relationships. Don't make special rules and expectations as a way to show people you love them for real. Oh my goodness. Wow. So it's like a mini manifesto that you have to create for yourself. And this is what is communicated and is your compass when you show up in the world and in your relationships and often again I feel like monogamy and the heterosexual structure often already has those roles set out about again often led by gender what a woman's supposed to do what a married couple's supposed to look like what a woman's supposed to want not want vice versa for men versus it coming from this deeply personal experience that can fucking change as well. Your values can change over time, but if you are practicing consciousness and intentionality in the type of relationships that you have, often through trial and error, they can change. And I don't think we're often taught that, number one, and nor are we mirrored that in society. So I, I appreciate that one very much number i don't know what number we're on heterosexism is rampant and out there but don't let fear lead you remember that there's a very powerful normative system in play that dictates what real love is and how people should live many will question you and the validity of your relationships when you don't follow these norms work with the people you love to find escapes and tricks to counter the worst of the problematic norms find positive counter spells and don't let fear drive your relationships so basically i mean and i guess listen what is Florida. heterosexism first? Because I don't know if everybody's going to know what that is. Heterosexism is a man-woman relationship where it's a female and a man. It's not a uh, homosexual or any type of other um, sexual variance in their relationship. It's a discrimination or prejudice against folks that are do not subscribe to heterosexism. Oh, forgive me. Yeah. Mm, it's okay. like racism. I didn't know that. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I guess in this time where a lot of those laws are being reintroduced and very real for a lot of people the idea of finding escapes and tricks of of doing whatever the fuck you have to do if it means and what they're saying here to even um hide it feels like that's what i'm reading there in order to to have the relationship that you need then perhaps that is what needs to happen especially if there's safety um 
your your safety's at risk, but to not let the fear lead you. Ah, I don't know. I so much of I, I just have the luxury and the privilege of not necessarily having to experience that to even interpret that the um the clearest, but what do you think about it? I don't yeah, I don't I'm not sure. I don't know honestly I, I don't have what you're reading from in front of me. Oh, darling, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me see that. It's on the link there. You see that hyperlink in there? Yeah, okay. Um build for the lovely unexpected. Being free to be spontaneous, to express oneself without fear of punishments or a sense of burden should is what gives life to relationships based on relationship anarchy. Organize based on wish to meet and explore each other, not on duties and demands and disappointment when they are not met. I think this is, it sounds very good. This one's harder for me. Um, with a role as a mother, that there's just some expectations that I have in a partner um, and I mean, I guess to, to demands as well. Um, and this idea to go into a relationship on pure spontaneity and not have demands or a clear sense of what it is that you're looking for is very counterintuitive this, to this me. This feels like it's in conflict with find your core set of relationship I believe values. so too so I'd love to talk think, to Joelle about that yeah I don't understand that at all I don't maybe we're not one, understanding what relationship values are maybe they have nothing to do with expectations which then I give up <laughs> I am confused fake it till you make it hate it <laughs> hate it but go ahead as soon as you read it I was like what? I don't know what I mean. Sometimes it can feel like you need to be some complete superhuman to handle all the norm breaking involved in choosing relationships that don't map to the norm. A great trick is the fake it till you make it strategy. When you are feeling strong and inspired, think about how you would like to see yourself act. Transform into some simple guidelines and stick to them when things are tough. Talk and seek support from others who challenge norms and never reproach yourself when the norm pressure gets you into behavior you didn't wish for. I guess, for example, if you decide to be in a polyamorous relationship and you and you start feeling uh, jealousy or you start feeling like, I don't know, this shit isn't really working. Um, <laughs> stay strong, comrade. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not very radically honest, but okay. <laughs> Continue. That's not part of it. This one I love. This is one that I want to live. This is one that I, I want for all my relationships. Trust is better. Choosing to assume that your partner does not wish you harm leads you down a much mm. more positive path than a distrustful approach where you need to be constantly validated by the other person to trust that they are there with you in the relationship. Sometimes people have so much going on inside themselves that there's just no energy left to reach out and care for others. Create the kind of relationships where withdrawing is both supported and quickly forgiven and give people lots of chances to talk. I ain't read all the rest of that. <laughs> I just read the first part. Explain, see you and be responsible in the relationship. Remember your core values and to take care of yourself though. I, 
I think what resonates with me so very much is to assume that people aren't out to harm you versus thinking immediately. And this goes beyond just fucking relationships. I think this belongs to friendships. I think this belongs to all your relationships. Shit, my relationship with my mother. It's not that this person is out to... um, hurt you i think the withdrawing part that we're both withdrawing from in this where it's like yeah I'm like, uh-uh. i think that's more around have compassion and if you really love and understand your partner you know this has nothing to do with me they're gonna go this is their coping mechanism they're not trying to hurt me exactly. they'll be back that's, that's very a, hard to do that's a very difficult one to do because yeah. child because when you're anxious attachment, that's why all this shit is conflicting, yo. I can't follow it all. You just got to choose the path for you and find the person that's on that same fucking path. I don't Change, know. But I love the difficult. first part. Change through communication. For most human activities, there is some form of norm in place for how it's supposed to work. If you want to deviate from this pattern, you need to communicate. Otherwise, things tend to end up just following the norm as others have be as others behave according to it. I loved the conversation with Dar and how uh-huh. overly communicative mm-hmm. he is in his relationship. And that is the, I feel like the norm in relationships is to assume, especially with men, assume that, you know, um, what do we assume about that? They're not going to talk, that they are going to withdraw, that they are going to like, you know, giving so much space for that versus being super communicative and being like, I need to know what's going on. You're moving this way. What do I need to do when you move this way and vice versa? That's definitely something that I would like to implement. I think in our relationship communication, we could over communicate a lot more all relationships. I think there's this idea of, resignation and assuming that yeah it doesn't doesn't offer the clarity that it could if you just asked a question stated how you felt about something this is the last one customize your commitments Mm. life would not have much structure or meaning without joining together with other people to achieve things constructing a life together raising children owning a house or growing together through thick and thin such endeavors usually need lots of trust and commitment between people to work relationship anarchy is not about never giving commitment to excuse me, relationship anarchy is not about never committing to anything. It's about designing your own commitments with the people around you and freeing them from norms dictating that certain types of commitments are required to, for love to be real or that some commitments like raising children or moving in together have to be driven by certain kinds of feelings. Start from scratch and be explicit about what kind of commitments you want to make with other people. Mm. Mm. that works I'm sure that works for some people I just I'm like listen when I okay I'll just be quiet you're a very traditional I, girl I'm not I'm I I actually don't think I am I just don't think that um some of this isn't resonating because I think I I don't ever want to put myself in a position to feel shame around 
the things that I do want or to feel like I'm crazy for wanting those things. Um, that it's I my conditioning, you know, like it's about desire. Like I get it. I, I think that there's so many possibilities to raising children. I don't think it's a bad thing to want to raise children with a primary partner if that's what you want. Now, if you're down for like, I'm raising kids, I actually don't live with my partner. I actually live in a duplex with my homegirls. We all have each other's back. My partner yeah. comes in and out. Then that yeah. works for you. But yeah. if there's, if that doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean you are close-minded or hold with uh, upholding patriarchy or all the things. Like, I don't know that there's one sentence in there that's kind of like, uh, it will work for some people and it's not going to work for others. Where is it? Commitments. Um, da, 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 da. It's about designing your own commitments with the people around you and freeing them from the norms dictating that certain types of commitments are requirement are a requirement for love to be real or that some commitments like raising children or moving in together have to be driven by certain kinds of feelings. No, they don't have to be, but it's okay if you want them to be, if you want this person to move in because you're deeply in love with them in like romantic love and you want them to show up and raise, help you raise your kid. That's okay. Or if you're not in deep romantic love, but this is your partner in logistics in life. There you go. And you want, you're raising these kids together, but you also have this other exactly. thing. Again, I, I think it's just, it's, it's just it what works for you. I love the word of in integrity and alignment. If what, how you want to live your life in a conscious way that it, you have integrity and it doesn't have to be, um, I, I, I guess I was, I'm only speaking for myself. It really needs to be from a place of conscious deciding and not just slipping into something, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like, so much friendships, motherhood, romantic relationships. We have these assignments and these roles that society gives us that we do not often really sit and be like, does that really feel good to me? Or this shit does not feel good to me and nothing's wrong with me that the way that this is playing out feels good to me. Or this shit is lit. I love it. White picket fence husband gas pumping two kids and a dog yeah and it, and he ain't seeing nobody else ever like michelle obama barack obama goals i get it i guess that's that's what i would just hope that we all begin to kind of um dissect and i think if we were all completely honest it would probably be a mix of traditional and some non-traditional things as well and we i don't and it's okay not to know because some possibilities when they present themselves you're like oh wait a minute i'm gay <laughs> all right just late <laughs> i knew I, I saw you she started skipping over some of the paragraphs in here and i said this bitch is tired <laughs> she didn't think this one through she said how <laughs> many bullets are left <laughs> i saw you sort of sinking in your seat there's that space between the top of your head and the top of the screen sorry again uh, no, i'm sorry i cut you off what were you saying no that's it that really but like 
maybe you are somebody who's like, I absolutely want to live with a partner. I absolutely this. And then you meet somebody and, and it is the most incredible relationship and they don't want to live with you. They don't want to, but they do want to see your ass like five times out the week. And you're like, you know what? This is kind of lit. We financially good. You just go ahead and stay over there. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like the possibility, you don't know. It's okay not to know. You don't have to go in knowing like, this is exactly how my relationship has to look. I just don't think that's that's fair either. um, The build for the lovely unexpected internet. Not you being a relationship anarchist. <laughs> you get on my nerve. You just told me I was a traditionalist. <laughs> I don't know what I am. Not sure. I'm, not I'm sure open either. to the possibilities of the thing, but I know that um for me hierarchy exists. Sorry. It does. It's, hierarchy definitely exists for for you. Yeah, absolutely. There's absolutely there, come on. First, second, third, so runner. So who's up. first? What's first on your hierarchy? It it always depends on the scenario. If so, if, if somebody's a in, if my mother's in the hospital, she first. No, 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 no. That's, that's, <laughs> so so you give course, me a scenario. No, that's just so give me a in scenario. your mind. Uh-huh. You have a hierarchy of people in your life. What is it? It's not around their demand of you or their service of you. It's like, all right, this person's first. This is second. Then this is. Oh, the, then if it's not in demand of a service from me or where I need to show up, then I don't think like that. It, it it comes to it. I I said that earlier. I don't think maybe I didn't say it right. It comes into play when I, I have think, to. Yeah. When I have to, if I'm I'm limited, I can't be. Love is unlimited. I can love I, you, but I if 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 I, I have to show up or or be in service or drop everything. Like if somebody needs a kidney, who getting it? Yeah, I don't think it's that, it's that what they're meaning is that um, drastic or well, I, I, that oriented. might be the loop. It's more that, like that, that we might put be husband and wife first, kids are second, family is third, and then your greater community is fourth. Is often the hierarchy that we um, American norms. I got it. By. I got it. I just and God first, of course, white Jesus. <laughs> I yeah, I remember a woman saying, you know, when you get married, who you gonna feed first, your husband or your kids? And I was like, that is a conversation yeah, in the black community. Absolutely, my fucking self, nigga. That part, <laughs> I never, I never said that. I was like, child, starve. I'll starve for the both of them, martyr. <sighs> no, I mean, I know that that's a thing. I know. I mean, like, I hope I'm not married to somebody who's fucking clocking that. But he will have the big piece of chicken. He will be nourished. The kids will have what will be nourished too. Hopefully, he helping me feed these fucking kids. I think kids. you answered your question. I don't get it. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm just like, yo, if we're clocking I, this shit, then I give up. I feel like I'm moving towards um, just normative gender roles for me. I was about to say, it's you lit. say all like, this. I like, think that's what it's going to be. Y'all, Shanti I is be so home. traditional. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you say all this, and I'm like, what? You I want to not work. You want to be home. You my want your gas to, pump. To the child is is five years old. I know that. That's it. We're going to have a baby. I'm not working. I'll be damned if you have me go to work at six weeks. Are you high? We're not going to have a kid. That's what I'm saying. I could never. I could never. I, I, and I'm not mad at you. It's not natural. You, it ain't right. You are more traditional than the both of us. I'll say that. Out of the two of us, you are more traditional. 
Yeah, I don't. I I would argue against that. Really? Absolutely. Okay. I would argue against that. That's funny. I mean, if that were the case, girl, the proof would be in the pudding, <laughs> and the proof ain't in the pudding. What child. do you mean so by that? I would have a traditional life. My far my life is so far from. Huh, any, things don't always have, happen the way you want them to go. I'm talking about your no, wants. No, if if I had if I valued a traditional lifestyle, I would have been married. I would have been married, and I didn't. I would have been married. No, you didn't find the person that you wanted to marry. What you mean? You gotta if you but if you had it your way, it would be that. Like you said, I don't know if I ever want to be married. Truly, Cheryl. All right, now now that I don't gives me that. a little bit of anxiety, that. and I also want my own room or my own apartment. <laughs> but I want to sleep together all the time. I just want to be able to have that. Of what that space? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about at this. How you're talking? I don't know. I don't know what makes you think that. Anyway, I don't. Possibly, I don't know. Right now, it's it's real. Um, it's real. It's real out here in the field. So <laughs> we're done. <laughs> How long is this episode? Um, for all of you guys who want to take a look at this, take uh, all you have to do is Google the Relationship Anarchy Manifesto by hmm, what is the kind man's name? Maybe Isla- you could Icelandic. kindly drop it in the Andy description. Norgan. You Andy Norgan. And if you have questions and comments for the God that's going to come up and lives his life um, deeply connected to these values, then I think we should be prepared for them because we have more. I don't know. As we try to. I don't know if he does. I know him personally, but all right. Well, maybe he'll. Uh, he has firsthand. <laughs> he has firsthand experience to answer it some of this stuff. He up as a topic. He ain't he saying he like, lived it. <laughs> he'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, he has firsthand experience, at least. Maybe you can drop this link in the description. I was trying to say that earlier. I don't think you could hear me. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk to him about. You didn't cover it at all, child. He didn't want to talk about all of this. What do you want to talk about? He said, he said I don't anarchy. want it to be prescribed. He said, I want it to be a conversation. It doesn't need to be bulleted. All so right, I just well, wanted to lay the foundation for everybody to lay it to know. Lay it down, girl. What it's all about, child. Ho- so hopefully, yeah, maybe get us to your husband and your wife or whoever. Listen, tell him you want to stop compromising for your ass. <laughs> I ain't get my knees met, and also I want to see my friends more. And he gonna say, "Girl, I pay all the bills." <laughs> Shanti. <laughs> so what you gonna do now what and then you could be like well i think it's weird that compromise is, has a negative connotation now i just i'm like i'll compromise if folks, you are I'm betraying you. yourself <laughs> yes but compromise i don't think that the the basis of compromise compromise is, and, and not having oh, integrity or i apologize i don't think that the basis of compromise is rooted in betraying yourself is you being honest about what you need and what you want, the other person doing the same, and then you guys finding a middle ground that feels good for both of you. Yeah, but if you're doing stuff and you don't feel good about it, 
Like, oh, I'm compromising, but it's actually... Then why is that even an option in the compromise? Because people do it all the time. You well, that's not compromising. Like, then that's oh, betraying. That... Then that's lying. Well, they're saying don't do it. You can you keep your integ- your autonomous human being, keep your integrity intact. Fuck that hoe. Maybe we have too much want. freedoms. Maybe we should. Maybe Kevin Samuels and your mother's right. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> you should get married. Shut know up. what your role is. Stay in your lane. <laughs> keep this society clean and simple and make America great again. That's you how it's all hippies. structured. Yeah, that's how it's structured. So if you want to struggle and and have your own place, Antoinette, instead of living with you, shacking up with your guy. Somebody said this, though. Oh, and God. it really um, and this is the last thing that um, and whatever your form of partnership is. Cool, cool, cool. But I think I wrote it in here. She said, partnership allows for you to get more shit done in less time. I said, won't he do it? And a community, if you add a community to that, child, build a nations. All right, Internet, you are loved. How much? Yourself. <laughs> Before what's who? what's my rank? You got other friends? <laughs> you be the main one like, uh-uh, who that? Girl, that's it's a abundant. joke too though. But also I never sat up here and said that hierarchy wasn't a thing. I just need to know like if I needed a kidney and that person needed a kidney, you would give it to me first, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> gives, that gives me a little bit of solace. Like, hold up. If you say I'm your best friend out of all your friends, I'm getting a kidney. Right? I'm going to give it to my that, neighbor who needed it. See, that's tricky. <laughs> if, I, if me and your neighbor both needed it at the same time. Again, why are you coming from these extreme so scarcity, sad. high crises places? Because shit is real. This is how whatever, whatever I need, my needs will be met because it's abundant. That's just not true. You don't have me. an abundance of kidneys, bitch. You can only give out one. This is what I'm saying. Like, this shit reads good. We don't have an abundance of money. We don't I can't have it. for Joel. We, apparently, we do, but it's just for <laughs> we, rich people. Right. It's, we don't have apparently access to it. Apparently, there is an abundance of it's money. It's like, it all makes sense in theory, but y'all not living in the world that we live in. That's all I'm saying. I hate to burst the bubble. Well, you talk to your boy about it. And don't be sitting there like, wow, that's interesting. I'll be like, like, Joel, Joel, if I needed a kidney (laughs) and your lady needed a kidney, who the fuck getting a kidney? We need the kidney at the same time, Joel. Who getting it? I can't wait for you to ask him. I can't wait to say it. He's going to be like, shut up and hang up. Why are you wasting my time with this? He's going to say, my lady. That's what he's going to say. Proof point, hierarchy's rule. This hippie shit drools. <laughs> That's not my point. I think there's a lot of great. I, I don't mean that. That I, I'm not trying to shoot it down because I think there's a lot of a lot we can learn from. And it. it's just hierarchy. I, again, whether you're doing a traditional alternative thing, if you're doing it with the consciousness, it's for me. But if you niggas want to do the gender role, <laughs> rock out with your cock out. If you niggas want to have multiple partners and a commune life, kids every there, do your thing. But don't do it just because. Yeah, nah. All right, everybody. I just want to remind you that we'll be back next week with uh, our guest, Joel Leon, who will hopefully clarify some of this. Will he? 
<laughs> Most likely not. It'll make us even more confused and be like, well, we have to actually be in a relationship together and then share someone. That's where we're going to end up. 25 years, bet, watch. 25 years, girl? It's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I, I thought this shit was abundant. No. You're not going to keep trying. Women are done to- at 45, don't you know? <laughs> Botox. Bitch. You hear y'all? You hear queen, y'all? She, she talk? That's the I traditionalist. I'm getting Botox. The fucking China fucked up, girl. Put that shit back in. <laughs> First of all, that was years fillers. You need it. That was fillers that she took <laughs> out, you monster. Let me get some Botox. Y'all think I'm playing when I come out like soft face. All right. Goodbye. Bye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.